Welcome to our HR Tech interview series. This conversation is absolutely fascinating. I get the great honor of talking to Stacey Harris. She's the Chief Research Officer and Managing Partner at Sapient Insights Group. So welcome back to our HR Trends studio at HR Tech 2023, final day, and we've got some of the big names joining us. So Stacey Harris, can you first just tell us about Sapient Insights and your research? Because I know it's incredibly impactful. You're going to be doing a big talk about it, I think, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, yeah. We're closing out the uh, event on Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm making the assumption they have us down there on Friday because we're going to bring everybody home. Exactly. We're going to have a good conversation. Yeah. We've been around since about 2020. But that, um, the research itself has been around since 1997. So um, the research is based on off of a, a survey that's been done for the last 26 years okay. um, in the HR system space. Wow. Um, and I took it over about 10 years ago when it was under, people might know it under Sierra Cedar or Hunter Group it was for a while. Okay. Um, and it was run by Lexi Martin, who was amazing. Just retired. Just retired, One yep. of the most emotional <laughs> events I recently witnessed yes, was her yeah, retirement. We, oh, you were on that too. I, I was listening in. I was crying, believe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all were. Yeah. So, yeah, and, um, and so she she handpicked me to take it over 10 years Amazing. ago. Oh, and wow. I love it. And and then in um, 2020, our CEO allowed us to spin it off and make its own company, which was really, really fun. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but it That's covers great. the entire HR technology space. We yes. really look at the core HR applications, the talent applications, um, all the benefit applications, all of the yes. uh, analytics applications, and we really are getting a sense of what the community is doing with them, how they're using them, yes. all the process that they put around them, yes. and the resources it takes to support them. Um, when I started doing it, you know, the world was much smaller. Yes. Today, that's such a big ecosystem of, of systems and vendors right. and people who are working in this space, so it's been right. quite fun. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. And there's Mr. Jason Averbuck outside our next interview. <laughs> He's the big names. We got the big names. So um, we're trying not to get distracted yes. by the, the crowds forming outside. Um, okay, at the conference so far, um, just a quick sense of what you think is most interesting. What you're hearing right now. Well, you know, I mean, think there's what we're hearing and what's interesting is two different things sometimes, <laughs> yes. right? I'm sure you've heard. Yes. Like everybody's talking AI yes. and 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 responsible AI, right? Like, and I'm like, yes. well. You know, those two terms may not go together right now for one thing. Right. There's a lot of, I think, that we don't know about what's going on with AI. Yeah. But it is important, and I think this will be a year that will probably stand out, much like the year the iPhone came out and the year right. that you know, cloud technology really first started. Wow. It's important. Artificial intelligence is going to make a difference, I think, in everybody's lives. Yes. Um, but it isn't, um, it isn't the most important thing that I think people should be talking about. I think yeah. part of the thing about artificial intelligence is it requires good data. And... Mm -hmm. We have to, to take advantage of it. We have to really look at all of our platforms, all of our technologies, figure out you know where that data sits, what's training those tools. And I think that's probably the most important topic right now is do we have the data and do we have it in a fashion that can actually train these technologies uh, to actually do good and to help yeah. people, right? Yeah. Wonderful answer. Amazing. So what we're doing is we're asking this group of extraordinary people to predict a little bit going into 2024, right? Yeah. So as you look, and this is based on, and I can't wait to read the research they released tomorrow, and everyone in the audience, I hope it's accessible to yeah. some people, I'm sure, go to the website and find more. Um, and maybe some of your research could even be telling us, you, you know better than most what's yeah. going to happen next year. So top challenge for HR in 2024, what do you think? 
Top challenge, I think, for HR in 2024 is going to be keeping the focus on the important issues, because I do think this AI conversation is going to continue, and there's no doubt that for the CEOs and your executives, they're going to they're, they're going to all be talking about it, yes. and they're all going to want to be making sure they have innovative conversations going on, that somebody yes. in the company's thinking about it, and they might even be coming to HR and saying, well, what are we doing about it in HR? Yeah. And I think, you know, for HR, it's important for them to probably say, okay, we it's important, mm-hmm. we need to take a step back, we also need to understand do we have standards in place for ethical use, for how our customer's IP is going to be you know, accessed, how our IP is going to be accessed? I mean, um, we, most of the organizations I'm talking to today are literally basically requiring that everybody in the, in the company stop using you know, ChatGPT or anything else they're using because they realize now that things are getting out that they hadn't expected, right? So we're seeing a lot of the lockdowns inside the companies. Yes. But we're aware that most employees, they do a lot of this offline. And, right. and so it's, I think that that's going to be one thing is keeping focus is going to be the biggest challenge. The other one I would say, I think, is that um, we're going to see, I think, a lot of conversation, which I'm sure you guys are going to be in the middle of, like, a lot of them, around the benefit space. We're expecting that that um, space is, is going to get more um, uh, convert. There's going to be a lot more conversation around it because of what we're seeing in the new uh, regulations come out mm-hmm. around how um, organizations have to sort of manage benefits for their employees, particularly as it relates to things like pay equity, which are tied yes. to benefits, right? Yes. And so we think that that's going to actually become a very big topic for organizations. It's not going to just be compensation and payroll. It's going to go right to the benefits conversation, too. Wow. Watch the space. Keep yeah. listening to our podcast. <laughs> Bring me back <laughs> to talk more about that. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's the top challenge for next year. What about your perspective of what's going to be key to helping employees thrive next year? Well, I don't, I don't have a think because I, I, it's, I, all of my things are definitely based off the data, what I can Love tell it. you the data says. Love it. So the one thing that we see in our data over and over again, and um, I know it sounds a bit like a broken record from all the consultants, is managing change. Um, change management and how you do that in your organization really, um, over and over again in our research shows double-digit connections to business outcomes being better, HR outcomes being better, and talent outcomes being better. And that isn't just sort of like, you know, look, we do research with thousands of people every year. We have 5,000 people who take our survey every year. Um, You you can maybe get that that, uh, stat once or you get it twice. We've gotten it year over year for the, at least the 10 years I've been doing it and for the years before that. Yes. So it's not something that's just a fluke, right? It's It definitely makes a big difference. Yeah. What I think, though, we're maybe having to shift is that because we're seeing actually people, as much as we know, change management is going to make a difference and yes. it will impact the employees' lives, we're doing less and less of it and we're spending less and less on it. And so the mm. answer is why. Um, mm. The question is why. And the answer we think is that, you know, there's just so much more change going on. Yes. Uh, in 2015 or in um, 20. Um, 15, the average number of sort of big change projects for organizations was two. Yes. Uh, today, the average number of big change projects for organizations is 10 that employees are going through. So it's just massive. And how many years that's changed? Sorry, the difference? Uh, from 2015, it was it was two, right? And now it's, it's 10. Yeah, we're, we're not talking eight, long, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like Five like, times. Because more. we're just... There's so much that I think we're we're we're, we're on this idea of agile. We've got to be responsive, and we've got to be you know moving. Speed. But we're killing our employees, right? right? Like like they are burnt out. They right. they're trying to figure out how to keep up with it. They're trying to figure out how to make sure they're they're ahead of every curve in learning for their career. Yeah. So what we're starting to say, and what we're starting to see in our research is, don't just do change management. Yeah. Manage the change. Ooh. That's a quote. In That's Twitter. a cool quote. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I'm so glad you said that too. Yeah. Because, because 
We as HR have to start saying what what change do we really need? Yeah. What are the it's like things? The flow. Yeah. In the rapid. River. Start looking at how that works in your organization and what yeah. you're doing to your employees. Start giving your executives a reality check because they're actually causing in many cases more damage than good. Um, and it's and it's everything from org structure changes to new packages to. Um, new technologies, we're throwing everything at them, um, and they're not actually performing better with it. So yeah, amazing. So don't don't change. Don't do change management. Manage the change. <laughs> Bumper sticker. <Yeah>. Okay. So um, <laughs> final question. Yep. We're asking everybody to give us one word for HR in 2024. This is like a GPS word to help them steer <laughs> their way through. Okay. Well, I kind of have to. I have to. I have to go back to my research on this one because I we've got it. a challenge out it. in the market. We call it 55 by 25. So last year, we made, you know, we kind of brought to the audience, we said, look, for the last five years, we've been looking at our data and our stats. We've said strategic HR, the, the percentage of organizations who tell us uh, through all the data that we get that they are a strategic HR function has not moved in five years. It was going up and up and up for every year for a lot of years and in about 2017, 2018, just kind of plateaued. Yeah. And we were like, what's going on? And there was a lot of organizations who were kind of stuck in that almost getting to strategic, less practice okay. uses, um, but they weren't really feeling like they were actually being seen as partners in the organizations. Yes. Um, and so we started doing some research on it. Yeah. And so if there's one word is is being a strategic, it's not really one word, is it? You can have a couple. Can I have a couple? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Being a few people have done yeah. three or two. Okay. <laughs> being a strategic partner. It, it, Be a strategic partner. partner. Okay. As an HR professional, that focus gives you the opportunity to do the things that we're talking about, which is manage change, to be able to have the conversations with your executives about employee wellness, about employee, um, you know, yes. burnout. What yes. we're and the thing that we're finding that that differentiates between very strategic organizations, not strategic organizations, are huge differences. One of them is the change management conversation, which we've just had. The other one is how you do workforce planning because you're, you're ahead of the curve on what organizations mm -hmm. are needing. Another is really managing the time or the project tracking tools, so you kind of connecting that with your business technology. Yes. And the third one, which I think you guys will like really well, and this is on the, on the stats, is we track a lot of processes, but the three processes that seem to be most tied to transformational HR functions are uh, skills management, which we've yeah. been talking about for a while, and that you do leave an absence effectively because it is the most important time for a lot of employees. Yes. It has a huge impact on so many people. And it was one of those things that popped up in our research. Everyone's like, leave an absence. We just, leave an absence. basics, right? But right. transformational leave an absence can make all the difference. And talking about retention, this is our, yeah. very much our wheelhouse. If you get it right in the moments that matter, when someone's mother's dying, yeah. when, when someone's having a child, it's, when someone, right? Yeah, it, and, and I think people kind of looked at that data and they're like, this is so strange. Like, why isn't it talent management or recruiting or, or, or learning? And I'm like, oh, that's important. You need all that. I'm not saying you don't. But what do you think really makes the executives feel like they're connecting to HR the minute they need it when they're having a challenge, right? Oh. Right? They're human beings too. Of course. Right? And they oh. see that and see through the lens of HR, right? Right. When they're having the leave and absence needs. Oh. And it was, it was one of those moments where we started talking maternity about... Leaves, maternity leaves. Yeah, they have yeah. all of that, right? Yeah. And so um, right. I think HR forgets sometimes that those most basic of things are, are what everybody uses and, and yes. how they connect to HR in a way that we probably have times to forget the about. The real lives of employees. Yeah. Stacey Harris, it was such an honor to get you in the booth <laughs> because you really are so respected. And all I'll say is we're going to try to get you back for more in the future. Would love to. Yeah, <laughs> happy to do that. <laughs>
Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.